I'll anchor. The name is William, and this is Success How, uh, formerly known as The Success Show. Uh, this is episode three, and today we are featuring uh, my friend Jay. Hi, everyone. Um, and I believe that the topic today was uh, my thoughts on success, right? Yes. Well, success can be different things to different people. Um, some people consider success uh, being healthy, being physically fit, looking attractive. Uh, some people consider success, they measure success financially by how much money they have and their material possessions. Um, some people view success uh, in a very spiritual way. Um, you know, think of Mother Teresa or think of uh, Mahatma Gandhi. Um, those people had almost their world renowned and world famous, um, but they had almost nothing. <clears throat> they had almost no material possessions. In fact, I believe, I'd have to dust up all my research, but I'd have, I believe that they, um, they lived on the charity of others, actually, at several points in both of their lives. Um, not necessarily comparing the two, but they did have a Mother Teresa and Mahatma Gandhi. My point was um, they view success as a, <clears throat> how can I, this is difficult to describe, as a, a strong moral compass and being compassionate to people, um, being at peace with people in the world around them. Uh, so success is different things to different people. Um, in my life, uh, how I personally would view success, um, I think that nowadays a lot of people, uh, they seek to be happy. And I think happy is kind of a broad term. It, um, it involves financial stability. It involves uh, healthy relationships with significant other, spouse, children, a good family life. Um, obviously, being healthy to 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 a degree, um, because you can't enjoy any of those things without health. Health is wealth, as the saying my mother used to say. Uh, it's a balance, I suppose. Um, would you agree, William? Uh, I would, yes. Um, now, what about you? What about let me uh, let me ask you a question here for a moment. Uh, right. What are your What are your personal views on success? Um, what do What does it take to be successful? What What do you need to, um, and not necessarily what What do you take, but what is the level that you reach when you would deem successful? I would say inner peace, happy, general sense of happiness, um, and I'd say success is say out of a multiple timelines you know scientifically if, say if there was that if you are the in the timeline where you manage to have the best life or manage to get to the point where you're <laughs> kind of your best and that could be anything like maybe your best is homeless almost maybe the you went any other route. It's a very personal view. On yes, it. it's person, I'd, say, it's per I'd say it's different with everyone. Yeah, I um, just want to say it reminds me of that movie with Jet Li, the one, 
where there's multiple universes and they've, they've found a way to, um, to transcend each universe. And so what he does is he goes into every universe, every universe, and kills himself there. And each time he does it, to, each time he does it, he gets stronger and faster. I don't know if you know that movie. I don't know that movie. That's uh, not. I bad, have to actually. check it out. Jet Li, late nineties, maybe two thousand. The one, uh, pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I'll check that out. Now um, maybe um, I think another, uh, and it, now this is the big question: is how do you get how do you get to be successful? Yes. I mean, what what do you think you need to do? Um, <laughs> you first, and then I'll. First, and then okay. I'll... Um, well, I want to go back a step. Okay. I did say that, like, whatever um, happens, you can still be like successful, basically. Um, Even as... if you're homeless, for example, you yeah. can still be successful. Yeah. Um, multiple ways of life. Um, I do feel there is a bit of a generic baseline that people can go through uh which is more seeking financial um success and just healthy health in their lives um because then even once you do that you at least say it's not the way and you at least realize that hey i'm, I'm still not happy uh, and you, it's just a thing to check off the list at least you know you, now you can explore a different route you tried something and it uh, didn't work, and so now your time is freed up to pursue other avenues. Yeah, saying. yeah, um, I agree with that. So, I but I I mean I do. So you should you're saying you should try to be open to different ideas and different paths to success. Yes. Um, I believe that everyone should try to build, um, the the American dream kind of life. I think you should go for your dreams. Um, you might realize that they weren't your dreams or what you thought it would be. Um, dreams but, uh, can change. But I think generally you should push for that. Um, I think I think you should stop doing the things you do. You know, hey, if you hate your job, and you should you shouldn't just bear with it for the next thirty years of your life and don't have a midlife crisis because you just worked at this place you hated for 30 years and that's what you have there's um, been several points in my life where um even currently to be honest with you huh, uh where i hated my job i can't really recall an instance where i really had any genuine love for anything that i did i always looked at it as a means to an end as a paycheck uh you know i generally didn't hang around with people not to say i wasn't friendly but i didn't hang around with people at work because I kept work and personal life separate, um, but the 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 twist on that is that it was it's it's not happy. It's not doing what you love, you know what I mean. Um, and yeah. there, it's hard to do it sometimes. You know, I, I would just try to focus on the money. And believe me, there wasn't a lot of it, <laughs> but for some jobs. But uh, yeah, <clears throat> so it, it, I believe that it's like I was saying earlier too, and you you mentioned it too. Is you have the financial. You have I, I call it financial stability, where you have yeah. enough to live semi comfortably. You have a, your yeah. bills are paid. You have a little extra. You're not starving. Yeah. Right. Then there's the healthy, the health aspect where you don't have any debilitating diseases. You might not lead the healthiest lifestyle, um, but you are you know you are pretty fortunate. And then uh, so what's that? The finances. 
the health, and then the inner peace. And I think that one is, to me personally, the X factor. Yes. Um, that is the one that's the hardest to define. I, I think that's the one that's uh, perhaps in some ways the most personal. Um, because, I mean, people, we, you look at, for example, you look at uh, millionaires and movie stars, and we are judging them by, they, we say they are very successful, they're worth millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. But you, you actually, if you got to know them or look at some of their lives, their lives are very, very unhappy. And yeah. in fact, then tragi tragically. Yeah. In some cases, right? No, um, there's a book I... No, it's not a book. It was actually an interview. I had just, like, watched a talk show. Is this guy Gary Vaynerchuk, um, entrepreneur that I, I really like to yeah, follow. Yeah, you told me about yeah. before, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Tony Robbins, who's another big entrepreneur. Um, and they were on a video together. And, yeah, they were talking about gratitude and just being happy about stuff. And they were, like... They were talking about millionaires. Like, you, you know, how many... They were... This is like kind of paraguayan, but they're like, how many Tony Robbins to uh, Gary Vaynerchuk? He was like, how many millionaires do you know? And he's like, a lot. Just like, and some of them would consider themselves rich, but you know, what about the ones that are unhappy? Uh, that, that's not. And they were saying like, that's not rich. That's not um, su successful. Um, even though like the money, like it's not worth anything to them. It's not improving their life. I'm, I just want to say uh, about Tony Robbins, um, to anyone who sees this, uh, I'm older than William. I'm, I'm older than William is. And uh, I remember Tony Robbins from the 90s when I was a child on TV. Get her. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to get our dog one minute. <laughs> yeah, just uh, we're going to pause. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. Uh, my dog's safe. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, you might be able to hear him in the background. We thought he uh, actually got out of the yard, but he was in the house the whole time. <laughs> um, yeah, so we were talking about success, uh, what it is, what it... What it means to different people. Yeah, so... <clears throat> uh, let's see now. Let's. Yeah, the last thing I believe I said was Tony Robbins... Um, when I was a kid in the 90s, <laughs> um, he did a lot of promotional stuff on TV and he sold like the books and the tapes um, of his uh, of his way to attain success and attain an inner peace. And another thing I wanted to say is I remember um, how you're saying that material wealth doesn't necessarily lead to to success or a feeling of success. Uh, is I, I worked for this Italian man. Um, I remember one day he was, he was in his 70s and it was his birthday. And this, I don't know, he was 72, 73, something like that. And uh, still in very good shape. He'd worked hard all his life. And he had sold the business. I think he was already a millionaire by the time he sold the business. He sold the, build, the business at a huge profit and he still came in and worked every day. And we couldn't figure it out, man. We we're like, what, you know, why are you here? You're, you, you're in the golden years of your life. You're, you should be on a beach somewhere or something. He goes, no, no, I'd rather work. Um, so, like, to illustrate, like, he was uh, financially a very successful man. Uh, but he also ha had a tremendous, like, sense of, like, of peace, I found. is like he, you would never know he was a millionaire. He didn't flash his money. He worked his hard. He was just an old man working. Like, he wouldn't believe it. But, uh hmm. Yeah, very happy, very... I, I've met... You, you You meet people sometimes in your life that 
are so calm and happy. I find I find it's rare, but uh, you ha you can meet people that are just so sure of so sure of themselves, so sure of the world. And I've always kind of envied people like that because uh, I personally don't feel like that myself. I don't know about you, William. Um, starting, starting to. Um, I that I, I watch a lot of videos, which helps different entrepreneurs and um people online that shared information, gather their stories, their and... stories and all that. Um, and I'm reading or listening to more books now. Um, which helps right now. I'm listening to uh, Grant Cardone's Ten the Ten X Rule. Oh, okay. Um, great book. It's a uh, I've it's seen about, you with them a couple times, yeah. It's about uh, thinking 10x, which is like thinking big, and then acting 10x, which is making big actions and really pushing forward in your life. And Well, and you know what? That's funny. Um, I haven't read the book. I wasn't familiar with it, but that's a an old adage is, uh, you know, you can talk the talk, but can you walk the walk? Yeah. You can make the grandest schemes in the world and if you put little effort into them um then that's all they remain is thoughts right yeah uh no that what you i i'm, I'm not familiar with that book i haven't I'm the or the author but um just what you said to me right there what i take from it is like uh it they are very old principles um even principles that my own mother um uh, now i'd like to I, i'd like to talk uh, my mother was a was a big influence in my life and you want to talk about success or inner peace. Um, she was an orphan. Um, her, her mother gave her up to an orphanage. This would have been in the 50s. And at that time, um, if, when you were an orphan, you were basically a second-class citizen. You were you know, not looked at very highly. She went through a succession of foster homes. I actually don't know a lot of the story. One day I should sit down and talk to her about it. But... Uh, the whole reason is I don't know a lot about it is because uh, she never talked. She not that she doesn't like to discuss it. She'll talk about it if asked, but she never let it get her down. And um, so she had minimal family support. Um, she she had my sisters uh, raise basically three kids single handedly. Um, started out on on the on the system, but also worked full time. Went and got her trucker's license. She was a bus driver for a while, a limo driver. Uh, she declared bankruptcy once. Um, eventually, she owned her own home. She has a car. She's coming to the end of her career where she can retire. Uh, and, you know, she's not um, super rich, but she's done well. And she did it by herself and raising kids along the way. Um, not only that, she's very, uh, she's, she's very religious. Uh, I'm not going to get into her religious views, but she, I want to talk about the, um, the sense of peace. Uh, you know, she doesn't draw, she never drank, she never smoked, um, you know, takes her religion very seriously. What you would call a genuinely happy, decent person. And I might be biased because it's my mother, but, um, you know, I always, I, I always marveled at her about that, uh, but she to me is a, is a success. Um, she set her goals and she got it. 
um, against all odds, seemingly, or against maybe not all odds, but against uh, not not the, like uh, she came from a humble beginning, and uh, she never let it get her down. She's one of the toughest women that I know. Um, that those are just that's just one that yeah. I that I thought of, right? Oh, that's great. Um, I want to get to parenting and success in a minute, but uh, I also want to go back to to defining. Um, right, we there, yeah, we should speak there, more about it because that's the, that's the key. There was a, a word, or not the word, but Gary Vaynerchuk's words, uh, living by your own terms. Okay. Which I think that is very much it because that allows it to be very personal to someone, but at the same time, you know, you're you're, you're living your life to yeah, this big part I, of it. With that, what I take living by your own terms. What I take from that, as someone that's not familiar with the work, is like, you have to live by what you are willing and unwilling to accept. And, you know, you want a standard of life, you know, maybe it's to the, maybe it's, you know, you want to be the next, you know, Rockefeller or Trump, or maybe you just want to own your own home. Or, you know, maybe you want to have horses and a farm and own property, but whatever the level is, maybe you just want a decent apartment. That that's what I that's what I take from that is yeah. it live how the level that you want and it varies from per, from person to person and that which makes it like we were saying very pers very personal yeah right um so that let's get to uh to us what what would it take for you to consider yourself successful what are you know some ambitions and dreams that you had that you have um yeah let's let's go from that okay this is uh those that's kind of uh that's a tough question <laughs> okay so i just got to think about this for a moment okay i want to say that first of all there's there's the level of success that i deem to be a successful person and then there's the level of success that I've attained, which isn't that. Uh, but uh, let me let me go a little deeper here. Um, I said earlier that it's. I talked about it earlier where I said it was a balance between health and wealth and inner peace. Um, I think that I think when you really, I just want to say quickly. I think that uh, when you really think about it, those are the maybe the three tiers of success. The the three. The, the three ingredients yeah. that to base it around, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know what those the authors saying in the, the books you're reading, but that's no, sure. just uh, stuff I researched too, and like a lot of people just say, yeah, need enough money need, to live because the money know. runs the, the the world runs on money. Yeah, well, and you you, yeah. you you want some kind of human relationship, uh, human contact, and you know you you need it on some level. I mean, I I you die without it, yeah. and then the peace part, the the contentment, right? Yeah, well, and Back to like t tears. It's first it would go uh, wealth. I mean, health could become come before wealth, but it's I, a lot easier to be healthy after you're wealthy. Especially just because a lot of wealthy things like you do to get wealthy could oh, most like are you mostly tied to healthy uh, lifestyle and healthy habits. I, I worked in uh, a few years ago. I worked in a. Um, it was actually like a home care company, 
and what we would do is uh, uh, I'll. I swear, I promise after this, I'll get into what I think it should take. Okay. But uh, just to quickly say, this is an example of this. Um, we, we delivered home care, like toilet, toilets and motorized beds to people that had been, they were released from the hospital and could stay at home, but they still needed some medical equipment yeah. to, to function day to day life. So anyways, one of the gentlemen, uh, I remember a customer and this guy was... Um, this gentleman was in a coma and he was, I believe, eight, late 70s, let's say early 80s. I didn't know exactly, but he was old. He was elderly. And uh, this man was worth millions of dollars. And to be, he was in the hospital at this point um, to, to sustain himself in a comatose state. He's in a coma. He was paying the hospital. I, I I can't cite you the exact amount, but it was thousands of dollars a day. Every day he had signed a document before he went unconscious, or the power of his attorney, or whatever it was, had signed this to to keep him alive as long as possible. And uh, so, to me, that's an illustration of the, that's a guy that had, that's got tons of money, but clinging to life, um, he's dying. You know, and yeah. that's the old saying is you can't take it with you. You can have the fancy cars and the finance, and this actually ties into my views on success too. <laughs> so I, I guess it works out. But um, you, you, every you can have all the material things in the world, and it won't buy you one more second of life. And uh, you know what I mean? It's just it, that's something to think about. I think. Yeah. Now to answer uh, my views on success, um, I, I going by what I just said, I kind of lived to that, uh, I lived to that doctrine, a little, by that doctrine a little bit, where uh, I don't think that um, excessive wealth and, and is going to make you happy. Uh, it, sure, it's nice, um, but I don't, as long as I've, on the financial end, uh, as long as I have enough to live and some extra to indulge in some things that I want to do, not like, you know, yacht racing or anything like that, but just, you know, uh, wealth isn't it to me. Um, and, but I can't say that I, I, there haven't been times where, uh, I mean, who wouldn't want more money? And you see someone, I remember when I was, uh, say, 20, 21, I would see guys the same age as me in these tricked out cars, you know, Ferraris, Porsche, Porsches. And they'd pull up beside me as, as, I, as I was walking, snicker at me and all that. And we'd, <laughs> we'd have an exchange, maybe. But um, money isn't it to me. Um, health. Now, that to me is probably the epitome of, of success. Um, there's an old saying, uh, would you rather be a millionaire or a king dying or a homeless man that's in the peak of physical capacity. You know what I mean? What's, what would you choose? Um, now this is to say, I do not, I don't live healthily. Uh, I smoke and you know, I have, I'm not the healthiest person. My diet isn't the best. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm saying, I believe that success is uh, health, but I don't necessarily live up to that. But I think it's, it's, the key component. Not only that, um, when you're healthy, you can enjoy your wealth. Um, that's yeah. why it's it's ideal to be rich when you're young. 
you don't want to hit, you know, a millionaire when you're 89 years old. I mean, it sure be nice, but yeah. you know, you know what I mean, William? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, I, I would have to say health is probably number one and it, if it allows the enjoyment and um, advancement of the other aspects of success that we've talked about, like financial, uh, like financial, like, like wealth and like inner peace. And now the last one, inner peace, what my standards are or what I would judge is, you know, yeah, like the, the happy people, the happy people, the content people that, you know, wake up each day smiling and singing and, uh, you know, they, whatever their job is, they, they like it. They're happy. Um, just for another one, I used to work with this uh, little old Korean woman in a uh, mushroom farm and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, she came to work and she was just the happiest little lady that I ever seen singing and humming. And, you know, she used to give me, uh, some sandwiches and stuff at lunch every day. Um, but I didn't, I, I, even back then I used to look at her and wonder like, uh, wonder at her like she was just so content and so happy um you know i asked uh my mom is elderly my, my mother's elderly and i've asked her before do you ever fear death and she says nope she says i when i go that's it um i'm not afraid and you know that type of that type of contentment and that type of uh confidence uh, I think confidence is a huge part of it is you're, you're confident in who you are and what you have now, not overconfident, but confident and you have a strong spirit. Um, you know, I've known people that, that, uh, that had cancer and fought it. And if some people I know made it and some people I know didn't, but the ones that made it, uh, you know, you have to admire their spirit. I have a lot of respect for people that have terminal illnesses, not necessarily terminal illnesses, but let's say, you know, cancer or multiple sclerosis or, um, you know, things of that nature that are, that are debilitating, yeah. painful. Uh, I've always, you see those people in the mall and walking around the street and they're in, you know, they're in the electric chair, the motorized chairs, or, you know, you see them even walking, it causes them great difficulty. Um, I always, I, I've always marveled at those people as far back as I can remember. And it, uh, it also makes me feel like I take a lot for granted sometimes. Um, you know, I wake up and I have a shitty day or, you know, I'm hungover, or I got to go to work or uh, something like that. And these people would give any, they would give anything they had to just wake up feeling like that. Um, I, I, one last thing I'd like to say on, on that topic is I actually have a nephew who, um, he, he is, he is handicapped. He has cerebral palsy. Um, it affects his body, not his mind. And he's still able to, uh, he's still able to, to walk function all that. But he, um, he played on the basketball team in high school. He played on the hockey team. Uh, no, it wasn't hockey. This is bad. I can't remember. He, he ended up coaching the basketball team in his in in high school as well. Uh, went on to university. Uh, I think he took environmental studies. Uh, he lives in Ottawa right now. But um, never ever. I remember him telling me ever since he was young, uh, I'm never going to let people uh, look down on me. 
and you know say I can't do it and I I my nephew was my hero in some ways there yeah, like uh, you know respectable yeah he, respectable. It, and and maybe part of that too is attitude yeah. uh, maybe that's part that's some, something I struggle with sometimes maybe we all do um, question do you think big hardship bring can you think people that go through hardship like the ones that are particularly happy, do you think it's they're they're happy almost because of the hardship? I know that's a weird, um, kind of unpractical. You could thing. say happy despite it or happy yeah. in spite of it. Um, I think maybe it would probably uh, make them appreciate it a little more. Uh, you know, I, I work with a lot of people from uh, war-torn countries. Uh, I'm in the construction trade, by the way, and we see there's a lot of them, a lot of people from the Caribbean, a lot of people from the Middle East, uh, Palestine, Syria. Um, I got a good friend that's Somalian, uh, you know, and these these are countries that are they they've descended into chaos, civil war or invasion or, you know, and they their quality of life is lower and they come here and they um, they take full advantage of the services and the the opportunities that our particular government provide and uh you know they work hard a lot of them they were they seem to appreciate it more yeah. i think um yeah they do and I, I i do think they so not only that um facing adversity and challenges and struggle to to attain success uh, in its many forms, to this, as we talked about earlier, the personal level that you are comfortable with, yeah. um, uh, it makes you it makes you appreciate it more. But I think it also makes you much stronger yeah. and tougher. Obviously, yeah. There's a lot of growth in it. Do you think it's a, a lot of growth? Good. That's I like that. Should do you think everyone should go through struggles in their life? And like, do you think? Um, a kid, a millennial or a Generation Z who's had it good their whole life, like the economy's been good, um, they had a nuclear family, uh, life's just been good, do you think they're almost worse off in terms of success than someone that, that had struggled growing up? And I think, I think that society can society can have a twisted view of success or a lopsided view let's say where you know they equate uh success with just the money aspect of it um i find a lot of the the music and the 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 music and pop culture these days like it, you uh it's it, it inspires an element of greed and you know you're not if you don't have money you're, you're looked at as a as a lesser person um i think that these generations are, are susceptible to that um, and influenced by it. Uh, there's and and part of that was some of the foreign some of the foreign people that come from the the countries that I was speaking of earlier that I've come across. Um, they may not actually say it in words, but you can you can just sense it in their in their demeanor uh, that they look. I, don't want to say down upon Canadians, but they look kind of derivatively at us a little bit or because they, because we've had every opportunity yeah. here 
and you know they shit they consider us some they consider us almost um nonsensical it's like you have it here why don't you do it why are you upset for why are you upset like i don't un don't understand why you don't yeah. like your life you know what i mean um you know because they're because they're human too i'm not saying whether that's right or wrong but they're human too and you have to kind of what would you think if you if you i always try to put myself in the other person's shoes and try to look at the their their perception of of things and i kind of would think that i think too um i think that of myself actually like i had every opportunity i had a good family life i had you know i come from um we're rated number two in the world right now for quality of living uh you know so there's that like <laughs> um i had i didn't have every opportunity but i had a lot of opportunities and i had a loving i had a loving mother and i had a loving family and uh, my my mother, who I spoke about earlier, tried to instill these things on me. Um, I, sometimes I wonder why I'm so different from her because I don't have the same outlook. Uh, but yeah, it's it's, and then that's where it, that's where more and more that the it, could you repeat what was that line from the book? The um, could you say it again, William? Ah, uh, shoot! I spoke of I think two months. Two lines. Um, Said so the the personal line where you have to make success your own. I believe was that it. Um, I, your own level. Uh, there was well, I quoted a video that was living on your own terms. That's what it was, William. That's what, That's what it was. Could what was the off? What who did that video again? That was Gary Vaynerchuk. Right. And Tony Robbins. Okay, I'd actually check that out. I actually wouldn't mind checking that out. Because uh, like I'm, uh, we were we were talking about earlier tonight, Will and I about um, you have to have an open mind, we think, and be willing to try different things. Yeah, well, there's a fixed mindset and a growth mindset, which is a very like scientific proven thing. I'm not familiar um, with that. Cause what's can you tell me some more about that? Well, it's pretty much yeah, just not being open minded and being open minded. Having a very narrow view um, and a very stubborn naive, view. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they, they really reinforce it in schools now, actually. Um, and, like, you go in any classroom, it's, like, fixed mindset and growth, not like they have it everywhere. Um, it's, like, ask questions. You're not always right. Uh, Question what you, the information you're given. Yeah. Verify it. Um, you know, seek out different views. Yeah. And I like that idea. Always try to improve. Uh, like, and it, like, it's not hopeless, too, at the same time, because that's... Like a trap too, um, so a growth mind, like a fixed mindset, could be good if you're already a, a success. People have people have become very successful on that. They had a view and they went with it, right? Like, um, yes, but I still consider some of those growth mindsets. Mm -hmm. um, or maybe okay, just fixed, to, maybe you you like. I'd almost say a fixed mindset is the racist old dude who won't accept anyone of a, any other race and will never be open to it almost. Mm -hmm. um, there has to be an adaptability someone, to a situation. You have to be able to, yeah. to, 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 have to adapt to things and um, plan B's and things like that is what you're saying, right? Like, yeah. Even just like improve, like just try to get better. Um, so if you have a fixed mindset, you're not like trying to get better. If you're just not open to anything that would help you, mm -hmm then you are also more likely to not be successful because 
Well, you don't. That's a, that's another old saying: is you don't you, you can't knock it till you try it. I mean, uh, how you know, how you know you don't like it? You know what I mean? Um. And in many cases, you have nothing to lose. I mean, with certain ventures, you do have things to lose if you try it. Let's say you know business ventures or something like that. But with let's say spiritual things, for example, um, or health things, uh, you could you know try it out. Maybe you tried yoga, it doesn't work out for you, so you take up boxing, and that's what you like, and you become a great boxer. I, yeah, I think, well, I, I think self-exploration is a big thing ah. that people should just do, should try new things. Just don't know what you like until you find it. Steve Jobs, <laughs> Steve Jobs always said uh, the consumer doesn't know what they want. Um, we, don't want we don't know what we want until we find it. and Like it like it yeah like, i like that and i think henry ford said if i if i asked the consumer what i wanted they would have asked for faster horses mm -hmm. and oh because yeah because at the time the uh the model t i mean car the motorized vehicle was in its infancy and yeah, yeah that's what like so um i mean it's, it's in a different context almost but it still kind of kind of applies to the fact that you don't really know what you want it makes not, sense to me. You might not be able to grasp it yet, to, or just not thinking of it, or just something you need to experience because it invokes emotion, um, feelings, and. Whatever. And you got to be passionate about it. You got to be passionate yeah. about it. You know. It might even some things need to grow on you. Uh, um, yeah, I agree. Uh, you might be uncomfortable trying something the first time, but after like three times, you might love it. Or I, I recall things in my own life that you know I tried at one point in my life and I didn't care for it and then you know a couple years later I pick it up again and then you find a new uh, appreciate appreciation yeah. and enjoyment out of it well I hated reading oh yeah yeah mm -hmm. um, I tried multiple times and uh, no and then recently I started reading audiobooks and book normal books um, I think that's both different time different headset like I'm just a different person mm. um, and and it's the type of it too, which is it's all self-help and business type books and thought-provoking. Uh, Self-exploration, like you were yeah. saying. So. Yeah. See, that's interesting because I I uh, I think that as I've gotten older, um, I've kind of maybe I didn't even notice I'd become kind of narrow-minded, uh, where. Yeah, like you get, you kind of get into, I guess you could say a rut where like you don't seek out things that that bring you joy and you don't, uh, and that's a shame really, um, but yeah, you yeah. don't, uh, yeah, you don't, you don't, you almost, it's almost like you're not trying to be happy and yeah. you know, you just kind of get into, we were talking about it earlier, where you get into a, uh, you get into like a just a mindset, just like a like a rut, like we said, yeah. just uh, doing trap, something you don't trap. like, a trap. Doing something you don't like, just paying the bills, kind of. You get used to. It. You get. Comfortable. You get comfortable. It's the comfortable. comfortable. It's exactly. Fixed mindset. Um, yeah, it's just you gotta explore. There's so much, so much to do in, in this world and life. And... Well, my my sister, um, my sister is a lot older than I am. Uh, 
but she lives in Spain, in Barcelona, and she's been around the world, uh, literally around the world. I mean, you go to her Facebook, and there's pictures of her in the pyramids of Egypt, and then there's her in the thousand-year-old churches in Morocco, and then her in this lake in Croatia. <laughs> um, she worked on a cruise ship, and that's where she met her husband. Her husband's from Venezuela. And they didn't get married till they were in their 40s. And she kind of, I wouldn't say menial jobs, but they were like, you know, managerial jobs. She managed, one of her first ones was managing a movie theater. She did that for years. She started as a candy girl, like just worked the cashier, like as a cashier selling popcorn. And then worked way up to management, to be the manager, which was great when I was little because I could, get, I could go see free movies. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, and then she tried a bunch of things um, in her life. There, I remember there was a period of time she wanted to be a police officer. And she, I was, I was young then. I don't know how far she went with it, but she was in some sort of... She'd had the, got the setting material and was preparing for getting in shape for a physical. Um, I don't, actually don't know what became of that. Uh, it's not always easy to be a cop either. <laughs> they, they, they have a lot of... They have a lot of intense training and education requirements and all that but the the point i was trying to make is she didn't she didn't get married and travel the world and end up where she is now and i would classify her as a successful person being um content with what they have i mean no, nobody's life is perfect but you know they they're i don't know her finances but they do okay they own some property in spain um, her husband's on, her husband still works for the cruise line. He's actually, uh, he's, um, uh, what, he, captain's assistant or something. I don't know a lot of <laughs> the terms for ship, for ship's crew, but anyways, yeah, he's, um, he's gone at, he does the, he still is at sea, you know, let's say three months at a time and he comes back for about a month or so. And that arrangement works for her. Uh, she stays at home, looks after she she stopped working looks looks after the uh they have like a zoo they have like uh three four dogs ten cats some birds i don't even know but like yeah they have a lot of animals <laughs> but um yeah she she didn't find out until people people would classify later in life uh what she wanted so there's there's a never too late attitude um while you're alive and still able to to experience uh pleasures and contentment you know what i'm saying yeah I want to, I, there's one thing I want to say though, Will, uh, I believe that there is a, there's, there's a level of contentment where you have to be thankful for what you do, what you have. You have to be thank. that's not to say that you can't aspire for more, yes. but you can't, you know, and that all falls under, you know, seizing opportunities, um, looking for, looking for opportunities, seizing them. Looking at what you what what you have and what you can make of it, the resources available to you, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a big part of it too. There has to be a contentment acts aspect of it. Um, of course, there's a contentment. There is there is one that I don't remember who said it. Um, I think it's a quote on on my success internalized page, but it's uh, it's actually to to address that. It's uh, I think it was. This is gonna be paraquoting, um, but it paraquoting, paraphrasing, paraphrasing. <laughs> but uh, we'll get it, the gist of it. It's pretty much it was. 
um, be satisfied but not contempt. Oh, I like that. Um, I like that. So be satisfied but not content. So yeah, so like you'd be. I think it's the same as what you're even saying, just worded a little differently. Yeah, it's um, like you know you have you have a uh, an old beat up eighty three BMW, and then you know you're like that's pretty cool, but I wouldn't mind you know the ninety five something coupe. Like I don't yeah, know, like, but, you know what I'm saying? Like, but at the same time, you're still grateful and happy for it. Yes. Um, and you're like, you know what? Like it's still good. Like I'm still living good, and it's still, I got, I'm not walking. Yeah. I'm not, you know, had to pay for a cab everywhere. You know. It's mine. I get to own it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. That, yeah. No, I, I like that. I like that. Um, and it, it's it's more and more. I just uh, it all really boils down to yourself and you and what you what you view as success. Do you have it? And you know, do you, are you are you as healthy as you want to be? Are you as financially stable as you want to be? Um, yeah, so if, you, if you could write down a list right now of like how you'd, you'd I just to the listeners, I guess we could do, but like of everything you want, basically. Yeah, um, like what you want and then what you have, right? Yeah, and then you should write a list of what you could do to change that. And these are great. These are there. actually that's a pretty good idea. Um, it's not the most original idea. I do. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I but you want to know watch why. a lot of videos and. Blah, blah, they speak the same thing. That's you know. what I was just saying. A lot of these, a lot of with these, these uh, speakers and these authors, self-help people, you know, a, a lot of them are just say, saying fundamental truths yeah. is that, you know, practice makes perfect. You want to get better at something, you know, you want to look good. You want to exercise. You want to get better at math. You, you got to get a study yeah. or, you know, you want to go to a good school. You want to go to a, have a good job, um, which leads to the house. I mean, you got to put in the time. And, uh, and that's, you know, again, like, are you willing to put in the time or are you just complacent and content, you know? Yeah. And there is, don't, I mean, I, I feel like you could trick yourself too, almost just being late, like as yeah. an excuse not to do better. Say, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, it's fine. I'm content. Yeah. It's but like, you're really not. So yeah. you want to make sure you're not, you're not there either because then you, you you say you are but then say i'm doing good enough i'm okay i don't have to i don't have to go all the limit like go, go go all the way or try as hard as i could yeah um i know i suffer from that too uh you know not in all ways but it's true um so, definitely uh we should okay i think i think what we should do now is rapid fire What's question that? like what rapid fire questions so instead of oh one okay yeah quick, concise quick, quick, um, okay once again, let's go back to the beginning because we never answered your ambitions and like dreams. What it would take for you personally to be successful? A uh, very quick, very concise. Um, okay, number one. Uh, number one is to be remembered as a good person. Um, so legacy. Legacy, yes, perfect. Uh, I think I want to be uh, liked on at least some level. Um, I think everybody does, but I want to be remembered as a decent person. I, I try, you know what I mean? I, I try. So what's the next question? Um, well, it's okay. Beyond legacy though, uh, dreams, dreams. Uh, if you could be anything right now, like any career, um, I know, I know you, you used to want to be an artist, but would, would you pick that up right now? If that was, 
say if you magically had skill and following is that something you'd want to do for the rest of your life for I think that would be pretty yeah I think that would be pretty cool I think that that would be something that would be my passion and if I uh, made a lot of money that would be okay too but you know that would be awesome um, a lot of the greatest painters that we're gonna go into that, um, that's a whole other topic but uh, quickly a lot of the painters um, were destitute um, some of them were, were drug addicts uh, and alcoholics they lived in brothels um, you know some of the Renaissance painters for example and then after they died their paintings are now worth millions you know, so uh, it's 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 a funny thing. Art is a art is a very very fickle thing. Uh, so there would be, I might not, judging the financial way, I might not have to be a millionaire, but I'd have to make some sort of decent living at it. And okay. people, not only that, you want people to like your work. Um, okay. Next question is, would you pursue pursue it? Would I pursue it? Yeah. Uh, that is a good question, William. <laughs> would I pursue it? With my current level of education and skill, um, I think I could, but it could, if I really, really wanted to do it, this is a personal question, if I really, really wanted to do it, um, I could, but I probably won't. <laughs> um, that's a whole other kettle of fish, though. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> well, I say you should. Um, um, if, if you know, say it's something you're passionate about and uh, whatnot, um, but uh, let's let, okay, let's move on. We're running out of time, we'll do for another like ten minutes max. Um, reading, what do you think? How, how often do you read? Uh, I've read all my life. Uh, I had a big interest in books as a child. Um, into adulthood, I with work and you know other pursuits. I don't read as often as I should. I go through periods where I'll read uh, voraciously, like constantly uh, for several months. And then there'll be a period of months where I put it down for a while. Or I always will read something. It might not be necessarily a book, but it'll, I'll, you know, Google something, um, some history or some art, or, you know, I'll even uh, Google reviews of books. Um, I, I used to have a, a very, very extensive collection at one time. Uh, I worked in a garbage yeah. dump and I found tons of books. <laughs> so, um, okay, uh, any book recommendations? Oh, geez. Uh, off your head? Uh, I like I like Cormac McCarthy, like No Country for Old Men, um, The Road. Uh, he's good. John Steinbeck. Uh, I didn't like The Grapes of Wrath, but I like The Moon is Down. Um, of Mice and Men is good. Uh, Lord of the Rings is interesting. Um, um, any that are self-help type books or success oriented? That was more your genre, William. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm not. I got to get into uh, that. I yeah, got to yeah. read more on that. Right. Um, but I mean, I'm all books have teachings in them and stories. Yes, morally, and you and... learn, and you uh, and you learn. I think I think you can learn from every book, and that's interesting because I actually like I actually like nonfiction more than fiction. I would say. Um, I like, you know, like true crime. I, li I like the mafia. I love history, um, you know, in all its forms, uh, down to ancient Greece, to Victorian England, to the Second World War. Uh, I like that. Um, you can learn a lot from that stuff. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> okay, down to 
Um, do you think people can benefit a lot from reading? And do you think everyone should read? I think it is beneficial. I think there's some statistics out there that I don't know, that I couldn't cite yet at the moment. But if, uh, I think it's beneficial to children. I think you should start early. I think it uh, encourages um, an open mind. Um, through you can you can look at the world through literature, um, and not only that, you have you have to be able to read to do anything uh, in the world. First of all, like you, from bank statements to um, well, maybe not necessarily bank statements, but you know, letters from the government to uh, school report cards. I mean, you have to be able to to read. You have to do it on some level yeah. to function. To so be literate. Um. Here's a statistic. I actually, I last episode I talked about it, but I got it wrong. I thought it was the average CEO reads about twelve books a year. Yeah. It's actually the average CEO reads about sixty books a year. Really? Yeah. Now that is okay. Well, right there is demonstrates the 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 power of reading, ladies and gentlemen. Like, so um, sixty books a year. Yeah, and multiple conferences. <laughs> so, learning, book I, books can. There's a lot of really but good the books, books that there. they read are they must be like you know fifty pages or something. I'm just kidding, but uh, yeah, I mean, how do you even break that down? Sixty by twelve. That's a lot of reading. It's a lot so, of reading. Search. I've searched up how to read a lot of books. I've watched a couple videos. There's ways. That oh, you the can, power reading. That's interesting. Where they, yeah, yeah, they can so, read like so quickly. <laughs> and audiobooks that might even add audiobooks, and you can do that while just walking around and and whatnot. And um, literature has always given me a sense sense of uh, contentment and inner peace too, um, to some to varying levels. Uh, when you, when you put it, I mean, we equate it to a success, but you know, um, and it's a hobby of mine. It's something that I indulge in. It's reasonably cheap. Uh, so yeah, I'd actually have to put reading as I do love to read. I don't get to do it as much as I as I want to, as I said, but I do really enjoy reading. I always have. Um, I remember I used to read the dictionary as a kid. Believe it or not, I swear to God. <laughs> Right. Um, so, yeah, so what else? TV. Um, do you think that's bad? Like, uh, bad, I guess bad, I can kind of say. Um, do you think people watch too much TV? Um, do you think. I think the internet now has taken precedence over television. Um, like more people watch <laughs> stuff on the internet than. <laughs> no, to, to be fair, I, when I say TV now, I actually, it's I pretty much one. It's almost one in the same. Yeah, reference the internet. Yeah, um, let's say staring at a glow, glowing box for like hours. Yeah, um, yeah definitely, definitely. Uh, I think it kind of maybe in some ways can stunt. Uh, I don't know. That's the subject you got to expulge on. Like it yeah. can how it affects you. But I think I do believe reading is the more difficult. Uh, it, it's just it's better to do. I would say to to be to be totally blunt, you know. Um, we're getting close to the end, so can we get some like inspirational words? Um, Let me see. Uh, some... Okay, this is a great one. This this one is. Uh, um, a very dear friend of mine, I actually dated her in high school. Um, her mother, or sorry, her father passed away uh, a couple years ago. They were very, very close. And one of the sayings of his, she has it hanging actually in her living room in the house that they, her and her father um, co-owned. Uh, let me get this right now. It's nice to be important, but it's important to be nice. 
And that always stuck with me. I think that's a good saying to, to live by. That is a good saying. Um, and I, I want to say now at the end, too, is that, like, uh, I don't really follow any of these things that I've said to everyone. So, you know, I'm, I'm a huge, like, big fat liar. <laughs> but, you know, I just, if I, I try to look, look at it with a certain degree of objectivity, of objectivity um, yeah, like, <laughs> you got to do what makes you happy. Um, um, I do also want to quote for the page. Um, that was a good inspirational thing. Can I get something from your own words, though? Just so I oh, can geez. quote you as the source. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, I got to, okay. Um, let me think of something here. I think that try to be a decent person. Pay your bills, try to be a decent person, help some people along the way, um, you know, be content with what you have. Um, you know, these are guiding principles that my mother taught me and that stayed with me. Uh, I didn't really put that in quote form, but that would be, you know, that, that's, that's what, that's the best I can do. I'll use it. It's all good. Thank you. Um, okay. We're coming up at the end. Uh, I guess we're done. Is there any, there's nothing else you want to talk about? We think we're good. I I mean, there's a yeah, lot more to talk about. There's 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 a lot of more. topics that we could that we could expose on more. So maybe there'll be more to come. Uh, Will and I have like pretty good conversations. Uh, so yeah, no, yeah. I yeah, there's more that we have, that will come. All right, mm -hmm. that's great. I hope there, I hope there is, um, maybe even podcasts with you, someone else, another guest. Oh, okay. To really right. add more to the conversation. Yep. Yeah, um, I'm not the best at coming um, up stuff off. I, I, I'm more. I'm the most inspired when my guests are like pretty females. I'm just throwing that out there. So you know, <laughs> that's what I ask the best questions, and you know, sometimes right. try to get their phone number after the the, the podcast is done. <laughs> All right, I'm just kidding, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the name is William. And Jay. Uh, and Jay, and it's good, Jay. Thanks for being on the show. I appreciate it. Well, uh, this is actually my first time doing this, uh, William. William asked me to do this, and uh, it's not bad. It's rough. It's our first one, my first one, but hey, man, we can work on this. Yeah, and uh, this is uh, the, uh, not the success show. It's uh, Sess How. Uh, it's been a great time talking to you. I hope you enjoyed listening. I hope you made it this far. If you did, thank you. I hope you listen to the words we said. Uh, just think. Just I hope it's all thought-provoking and gets your gears going in your head and just gets you thinking uh tune in for more episodes in the future i'm hoping to inspire and motivate so tune in and that's all for today you know, thank you thank you ladies and gentlemen thank you. have a good night